Welcome to Look Who's Talking, Super Bowl 56 in La La Land. Los Angeles versus the Bengals. Can Smoke and Joe do it? I don't know. Cinderella's got some nice slippers and some OBJ props to bet right now. Here we go. Freestyle. All right, welcome back to Look Who's Talking, or welcome to Look Who's Talking. If this is your first time joining us, heck of a time for your first episode right before Super Bowl 56. You got myself, Jeff with a G. We got Huck Daddy, our producer, and Weird Michael. Everyone's got a weird friend. This is mine. He happens to be a pretty sharp football handicapper. All 120 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people at HuckMedia.ca. Uh, we got Leslie keeping some stats, and for our propaganda today, there's a lot of freaking stats. So some of the stats are going to be total waste of your time that you listened to all week. We're going to try to pick through the propaganda and give you the props and the stats that actually matter. Uh, this could be a really good game with a game script that seems a little bit predictable. We'll get into that pretty soon. And with a predictable game script, you can probably get a better live line than the one that you're arguing over right now. Who do I take? The spread, four and a half. It's in the middle of nowhere. What do I do? I don't know. Either way, thank you to everyone who's played our Storyteller Beverages uh, playoff contest on officefootballpools.com. Big shout out to Storyteller Beverages, handing out weekly prizes as well as our big prize. Um, currently, Brent Sescon, old buddy of ours, is in first place, but because of the weighted value of the Super Bowl total and side, basically what team you take and whether you're over or under, massive points for the last game, so it is not all sewed up. I think about 12 people still have a chance. We will see. Anyway, wherever you're listening, Ni Hao Previet, Hola, Bonjour, Guten Tag, and a whole lot more. And Bonagum. And ciao. Uh, that's some Sri Lankan from our boy Weird Mike. Uh, since probably November 28th, one of the hottest handicappers I know, uh, we will find out his take on the game and... Uh, probably a whole lot more shit you don't need to hear, but that's what we do. That's what oh, he does. Oh, you're going to fucking hear it, guys. You guys are going <laughs> to hear it. We're in Mike as soon as the AFC championship game ends. Uh, his football team is football season is over, at least emotionally. But uh, as the 5,000 bets that we can make on the Super Bowl do creep closer, I'm sure he's <laughs> took a chunk off somewhere. Mike, how you doing, buddy? Well, let me tell you, full disclosure, my mind has already wandered into the depths of the offseason. <laughs> Longest week and a half of my life. Holy shit. Let's kick this game off already. Super Bowl LVI. Show your face. Weird Mike demands your presence. 640. I got the clock running down like it's Alexander Keith's birthday at the brewery in Nova Scotia, <laughs> if you guys have ever been. Hell of a time. He hucks a bit of a beer uh, foodie uh, guy. So shout out all you Brewsters, storyteller beer. <laughs> um, if you got any Super Bowl stories, give me a shout at me at Weird Mike. Thanks for listening, subscribing. Super Bowl stories I'm looking for. I'm sort of like a Fallon hashtag thing. I'll post before the game. Everybody's got one. Maybe uh, maybe they undercooked the dip and that bacon was raw and that delicious bacon dip that, uh, you know, Mrs. Neighbor brought, or uh, maybe it was an international raid and all your winnings were chopped up in a moment's notice. You know, uh, a lot of shit happens on Super Bowl Sunday and uh, it feels like it's still an eternity to go. Um, go Rams. Folks, if you think you had a bad beat anytime this season or in Super Bowl's past, it's Super funny Bowl when Super bad beats. Super when Bowl. Super Bowl, uh, when the Super Bowl comes around, you start hearing these old stories. If you're listening to as much sports media as I've been listening to, heard one uh, on, I think it was the Action Network podcast. Uh, I didn't remember this, but then when they said it, I'm like, oh, I do remember this. Of course, I, we don't bet on the anthem that much. But for people who do, apparently one guy smashed on the anthem. He had studied this for, you know, a long time leading up to the game. I forget who it was, but it was a couple of years ago. Like, I don't remember who the singer was, but I think it was the Rams Patriots game. Uh, people were smashing on the over because of the practices that had been leaked. I think we talked about this on the show. We did. The practices that had been took leaked it off the board. We're going took over it off the board. No, 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 no. That's not the controversy. The singer forgot a full line of the anthem. Thus going under like Mike, it's not a conspiracy. They weren't in on it. 
I did big air quotes, everybody forgot. Somebody yeah. dropped a bag on this singer's doorstep. Drop a lyric or two under paid. It's, it's the biggest, Just like the same motherfuckers that are following Dan Quinn to his interview. Circa episode 118. This is episode 120 Super Bowl edition. And go on. Okay. So anyway, so this singer who definitely didn't do it on purpose because it's, it's the biggest anthem of their life. They're singing in front of over a billion people, a song everybody knows. You can't just, you don't just forget a line. I mean, there's got to be a couple million dollars. Anyway, okay. I forgot a Name line. Name your price. They forgot a line. $3 million. Done. Next. Right. What else do you want me to forget? Drop I, off the bag. I don't think that you can actually wager $3 million on the anthem. I don't think so. In oh, fact, but, but here's the thing that used to be the case. There's enough online competition for your sports dollar and bonus. They'll take anything or anywhere. Or there's enough volume of providers where you can get your desired total, or okay. you can manipulate the system to do what you want. Remember, we're not living in the age of, you know, just into your keyboard. Yes. Okay. I'm understanding that the Russian hackers are coming to the Super Bowl. Eh? You didn't hear that? I understand that it's a possibility, but in, back to reality here, I don't think the singer did it on purpose. And Mattress Mac just laid down the biggest sports bet in, in history. Allegedly. allegedly. Guy's a pansy, man. He's got a backer. Angel four, investor. No big four, deal. $4 million to win 7.5 on the Bengals money line. So anyway, long story short, I don't think anybody bet $3 million on the anthem a couple of years ago and then got screwed. But this one better was like this one sharp in Vegas was fucking fuming and was trying to get his money back from Caesars because how the hell does somebody forget a line? Yeah. Anyway, didn't work. Sounds like the same people that cry when they take money for bribes. Inter anyway. Interesting stuff. Uh, if you're going to bet the anthem, I, I mean, I wouldn't, but it is a fun thing to do for five bucks. Back when we used to have Super Bowl parties, that was that would have definitely been on your props board. So it's a country. Look scenario. at look at look at me. You've always been telling me to evolve. Look at me evolving, Jeff. I'm, I'm evolving right in front of your eyes and you can't even see it. Tell them well, how, how are you evolving? I, I, I don't know. Just moving off these crazy props, heads, tails. You, you, Mike, about 90 seconds ago, you launched into a conspiracy theory that the, that the hey, anthem singer forgot uh, the line uh, on purpose. Uh, I'm not into it. Doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Sure. Understand the difference. Okay. I will understand the difference between like some monumental change that I'm supposed to have seen in the last 90 seconds. And that's what you just, yeah, I, 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 don't know, I don't know how you missed it. I don't know how you missed it. <laughs> I'm furious. Okay. Uh, but you, right. can't, you can't miss SoFi Super Bowl. Like I said, two years, four years of hype. I know you got six Hugh picks, six props. Hugh, you're dropping on us I later. Got, I got six picks. Uh, a couple, most, they're mostly all props. Yes. And then there's one. And then I'm taking a side, but then I got my truth of the week, which is going to tell you how to live bet the game. If you're into live betting, some games uh, line up for a juicy live bet. Some don't. This one seems to. Uh, I read an article. Careful, guys. Careful live betters. Uh, tilted odds. They know everybody's trying to live bet the shit out of it, trying to beat the system. So that's when the system adjusts. Not saying you can't or you shouldn't. No, no, it's fair. Uh, you know, a first timer, It's you know. Hate to use the stupid Bitcoin blockchain reference, but, you know, it always gobbles up the first time. So just, you know, tread carefully on Super Bowl Sunday. That's why Championship Sunday, which FYI feels like three and a half months ago. Um, anyway, the way that you put emotion into time frames is hilarious. It's, it's really the only thing that matters, Jeff. How does five days feel like or what is that? It's, I guess it's been eight days, nine days. First of all feels like three and a half months we established what does that even that mean we weren't gonna we weren't gonna say dates because sure. we don't know when people are gonna be listening thank you for sure. listening everybody so now in my mind it could be any day that you want and that is what fires me up that is endless possibilities where am i thursday hugh i don't know you're out in bc hitting the slopes buddy we will see i'll tell you what i'll tell you where uh, where the la rams are right now Personally, I think in a cloud of Super Bowl distraction in Los Angeles, since they lost or since they beat the Niners, their rival, the team they hadn't beaten six tries, also from California, probably more more popular in the L.A. area than Way even the Rams popular. themselves. Uh, there's still probably a bit higher contingent of Raiders fans. Um, 
anyway, so no team had hosted the Super Bowl since before last year. Tampa Bay did it. Tampa Bay won the NFC Championship game at a cold day in Lambeau in Green Bay. So they didn't win it at home. They didn't just immediately start celebrating their Super Bowl at, on the field in Tampa. They win in Green Bay. They, I, they get the ice packs going. They fly home to Tampa. They rest for a day or two, and they, they hit the practice field. And it's Tampa Bay. It's not L.A. Ever since the clock hit zeros against the Niners, they have been celebrating. They've been at the Super Bowl since since last Sunday, you know what I mean? The Bengals are arriving at some point this week at the Super Bowl, practicing, living in Cincinnati, still in the fo- just normal football world. Bunch of kids just showing up like Mike Tyson before, before he ever got knocked out. Doesn't even know how to lose an important game yet. They don't even know how to lose an important game yet. All right. Okay. So they're not scared of anything. They got a guy who could turn out to be a Hall of Famer at quarterback. No pressure. Whereas Matt Stafford, who I'm a big fan of, 13 years building up to this moment. There's a lot fucking of pressure. pressure. Anyway, it just reminds me. I know I've talked about this comparison before. Not everybody likes it, but the Bengals have been they've been reminding me of the, of the Cowboys that we were kids for. Aikman, Irvin, Emmett Smith, Jimmy Johnson. Just to be clear, Jeff, the cocaine Cowboys is that right? The cocaine, the cocaine Cowboys. Okay. Carry on. Okay, well, now we got the cigar smoking Bengals. <laughs> um. Perfect. They had they, the Cowboys pretty quick turnaround. They hire Jimmy Johnson. They draft Troy Aikman. They have a bad first year. Troy's got a bad O line. They make a big trade to get some other pieces, and then they draft Michael Irvin out of Miami. And boom, a year later, they they beat the Niners team nobody saw coming. They saw talent, but they didn't see a dominance coming. They beat the Niners, and then they show up to the Rose Bowl to play the Buffalo Bills who are now in their third straight Super Bowl, been there, done that, not even really trying to have too much fun. Bills are the Rams. The Bills are the Rams. Gotcha. Been there, done that, a lot of pressure. Also in, La- in, in Los Angeles. I just got a feeling that this Bengals team eh, is so, like the, the amount of distraction for the LA Rams right now, plus they got a coach who doesn't exactly whip a tight leash, right? Right. I don't know. I'm not sure what, it, what, what I'm saying here, but it, it, it's an odd place, especially because they won the NFC championship there, chair, NFC championship game in LA at the same stadium. It's like they already had the Super Bowl. Plus, the Niners are a much more heated rival in LA. Like it was a, almost a more important game. This is like, feels a bit more like an exhibition. Plus, you got the corporate crowd now. I don't know. I don't know, Mike. Okay, what am okay. I saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying craziness. You're saying like, like I don't want to be part of season six, Jeff. I didn't know you were capable of the exact opposite of everything I could possibly feel about a team or an organization. The Rams haven't just been where the Super Bowl is for the last week. They've been there for the last 20 months since it was announced. Everything has been building towards that. Yes, that Super Bowl, that full Super Bowl against the Niners, very real, you know, crouched down. We did it almost like the MJ ball scene. Like I, I saw it I everywhere. It. Yeah, it was real. It was real. But the extra week, as much as it has affected me and as it turned my mood into sandpaper, <laughs> it has and will sharpen the Rams to their mission. This is this is a this ain't some. This is a mission. This is an organizational mission that started when Cronky's depths of his, you know, evil Batman mind type of thing. Let's not go there. The Bengals. You're right. Maybe there is a cocaine cowboy. I called uh, Joe Burrow, Dan Marino. So, you know, I'm not going to dismiss your comparison to a different generation, but I think it's going to be the Bengal players on Kimmel this week. I think it's going to be, those guys that are distracted, it's going to be the Rams that are going to insulate themselves because even though some of the players correction, most of the players aren't there from that Patriots loss where they didn't even score a touchdown. uh, The staff, the ownership, the people that put the chess pieces in place are the ones that are going to, it says all trickling down. This is a glacier effect and the Bengals, albeit a great story. I'll tell you my weird pick later what's going down with the game officially, but 
I don't see it at all that way, Jeff. I really don't. And, okay. and, and the bills comparison. You're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> yeah. You, you, so you're the, so you're the contrarian. So am, am I the one that's in the, Oh, I, where, where, where would you think Huxer, you draw, you split the tie. Do you think it's going to be the Rams at home more likely to be distracted? Or do you think it's the new time Bengals, by the way, LA hell of a place to get distracted, been distracted there multiple times. Okay. No Super Bowl in town, by the way, Huxer, which, which side of the coin do you see it? Yeah, I don't know. I th- I I think it could be the Bengals more distracted. Like they, like you, you said, they're what? just they're not used to the bright lights of Hollywood. And what have we told you in 120 episodes? Huck is a man of the people. Everybody, indeed. Uh, it's funny. So there's a lot. There's a there's a big public underdog, as in like the public loving the Bengals. Um, the sharp the sharps are loving the Rams money line, and everyone's not really sure which way the line was going to go. So people were hoping maybe they could get Rams at three, but it was obvious that's not going to happen. No. So Bengals betters are to- Bengals betters basically from what I've been listening have been told to take uh, take the spread now while it's like you know four and a half or four. Yeah. Uh, possibly wait till it gets maybe to five, but then on game day, there's going to be so much money put on the Bengals from your casual better as in people walking into casinos being like, Oh, I want to bet the Super Bowl. I don't, I don't know anything about this. Okay. Well, you can take uh, no spread. I just want just yeah, two yeah. wins. Okay. Well, you can put down $200 to win a hundred dollars on, on Los Angeles. Well, that doesn't sound like fun gambling, or you can put down a hundred bucks to win 200 bucks plus your money back on the Bengals. Well, that sounds like something that uh, that that that's gonna be some Vegas fun. And straight straight up, the the dog normally uh, the odds come down on the underdog spread a lot. A couple of random facts here. This is how well Vegas does at handicapping the Super Bowl over since the Super Bowl started. If I got my stats right here, I heard this from the Action Network podcast. Uh, the favorite and the underdog. On, on spread favorites covered 26 times. The underdog has covered 27 and there's been two pushes. <laughs> uh, you know basically what? 50, 50. How about over not- under same thing? Basically 26, 26 and then some pushes. Uh, my mind Damn. just wandered in an instant, Jeff, to the first Super Bowl. What was the smash? Who was smashing on Super Bowl one? And what was the smash? 1600, 400, 75 beans. But you know, that was going down, eh? That's awesome. Well, also insider knowledge back then, the star receiver, oh, yeah. the star receiver on the Packers, I forget his name, but this is like in every NFL films you ever watch about the it first is. Super Bowl. The guy was out drinking till like 5 a.m., didn't really get any sleep, showed up still drunk. And anybody who had knowledge of that, maybe thinking, oh, maybe we bet on the Chiefs. Uh, nope. Drunk wide receiver catches like, Two or three touchdowns from Bart Starr and has a day and apparently doesn't even remember it. (laughs) Super Bowl one. Woo. You know, I think it's going to have a day, Jeff. We said it last week and, you know, the thoughts were affirmed. Sony Michelle. You can't trust somebody who fumbles. Cam Akers fumbles. Fact. I don't think my hunch of this organizational move that motherfucker dropped the ball three times in Tampa. Like, buddy, I don't, I don't care. I don't care that he had a good NFC title game. I don't care that the Bengals are ranked 29th. They're not going to be trusting Cam 29th Akers. Against, 29th against the rush, folks. Correction, yes. Bengals yep. have a weak run D. Yes. So a lot of people have been leaning on that Rams run game. Yes. So. It's a uh, question, Sonny Mike. Mich- I, I was just thinking me. about this. This is a good, this is a good, because I've been looking at Michelle, Sonny Michelle and Akers a lot. Um, what kind of coach are we talking about? Because with, with, uh, I'd say 70% of the coaches in the league, you're right. You know, like, oh, you fumbled twice. Like, absolutely. When that was the only job, don't fumble, mm. you know, maybe like Belichick's fucking benching that guy. You know, you got a really forgiving young coach. Like Jared Goff made like the worst play of his career threw away the Super Bowl just like on a little pop fly. He came, I watched NFL films this week. He came off the field and, and 
McVay's like, great job. <laughs> He's just a little bit too positive. <laughs> okay. And the fact so that he this is where that presence will be learned. McVeigh won't make that mistake on the sidelines of the Super Bowl. Cam Akers might be different. I don't know who the back was. Yeah. Um, but he fumbled against the Bucs, and then he still got 75% of the touches against the Niners. But in game in, in game plan is different. Now the way the world has come all, down on you. Also, they both have different strengths. So, like if the Bengals do happen to be winning, you could get Sunny Michelle a lot more screen passes. You know, he's pretty good catching those balls. Akers is too, but he seems to not be quite you as in you might get Sonny Michelle uh on on just a couple of nice screens. So Interesting to see one of the one of the sharper prop guys out there really loves acres. I was listening to his breakdown. He loves acres over 62 and a half yards. One thing I talked about uh, and one thing the guys on the podcast that I was listening to talked about, they mentioned the fumbles, too. They're like, really? In the Super Bowl, you got two backs. One of them doesn't fumble. The other guy does. Other guys coming off an injury and averaging like, you know, two point six yards of carry. So why the hell am I taking this guy over, especially if you need a particular game script? Sonny Michelle's played in the Super Bowl before. Like, what are you going to do? Okay. So we got some props to talk about. Uh, I want to get into my picks pretty soon. And uh, yeah, just a, I really, I really can't believe, uh, I, I can't believe the numbers on OBJ haven't, uh, haven't changed. In fact, they've come more in our favor. So I, spoiler like, alert. Yeah. Hey. I've been riding him the entire playoffs. Yeah, you fucking ride the shit out of that paying fucking for, He's paying for stuff. It's awesome. You know what? I'd like uh, I'd like to stand corrected. You know, I, I saw I sat here preaching the Rams uh, bandwagon about midway season, and I thought OBJ was going to be the curse. I thought it was too much. They were trying too hard to make all this happen. They were moving too many pieces, right? Sometimes the enemy in chess is yourself. You've, I'm sure you guys have all heard yeah. that. Um, I stand corrected. And so does a, a great deal of the NFL media. Uh, I like to think we're on a small fringe part of that. Word of the week, everybody, fringe. <laughs> yeah. um, be safe out there, everybody. Uh, yeah, well, he's just good against, you know, he, he can beat one-on-one coverage. That's just why Antonio Brown still just keeps getting jobs. If you are one of the top six guys in the world at beating one-on-one coverage against the guy, the top six guys in the world trying to stop you, you know, you're probably going to find a job unless you're like a serial killer. <laughs> Here we go. Look who's talking alert. You got about uh, we're episode 120. I think there's been about 16 of these. OBJ is a B. This just in. They're the same and they will be the same. Productive, crazy, beyond. But you know what? A playoff contender every year. Also, I think he's just a B seems to never be satisfied with where he is like you had a pretty solid you know he's he's escaped a whole bunch of really solid situations obj's finally in la the guy's always wanted to be a huge star he's an international guy i think he's going to be content he's got a coach that he's the same age as like <laughs> you know where do you uh, think the uh where do you think the home field chops up you think it's uh we talked about a little pre-show with this uh price price gouging Tickets going for 10, 12, oh, 14 G's. I'm glad you brought you think, this up because I also you really think about, uh, rural Ohio is going to be invading uh, SoCal. At, I think anybody uh, who's ever prices been, with inflation. Well, I think I think the Bengals probably have a bigger fandom than we think. They've been around for a long time. And. You know, it's just Ohio is a big football state. Kentucky's right there. They don't have their own football team. So they're Bengals fans like it's uh I think they have more fandom than the thing. Also, what big games have, have any Bengals fan been able to go to in the last 30 years? None. They didn't. They were they broke the drought in the four major sports of the longest drought without a playoff win by beating the Raiders three weeks ago. So I'm just saying, if you're a Bengals fan with any money, what the hell else have you spent any any money on as a Bengals fan? Um, I think because it's in La La Land. You're going to get a whole bunch of celebrities who don't really give a fuck about the Rams or Bengals. You have a bunch of rich people. Same thing. So I'm saying you got 40% Rams fans, 30% totally neutral, but loud. And then 30% uh, leaning Bengals like orange. 
I see it uh, more spackled orange, Jeff. Spackled orange. It's just too much. It's not the right time. Uh, rough draw. In in L.A. with the Rams, you know, this is very on vogue, guys. Hosting it's- the Super Bowl. Last year, last year it was fake. There was cardboard people in the stands, Jeff. We watched it in an attic in London. There was fake people at the pirate ship. Okay? Yep. It was a mannequin. It wasn't a real pirate. Okay? <laughs> And now there's going to be very real people. And I think, like I said, the chance to ingrain, I think we got spackled orange, a little bit of bowl game, a little bit of Rose Bowl feel. I kind of feel you. Interesting thing. So the Bengals are the away team. I'm always interested sometimes in the jersey colors and not necessarily for like superstition. I'm more interested in the actual effect it has on like the football. For instance, uh, I've all like the Bills. Uh, they wore their they wore their blue jerseys at home. I'm telling you, I've seen this replay on NFL Films when the Bills played the Ravens last year in the playoffs. Okay, there's a shot of what Lamar Jackson's looking at before he threw the pick six that just that like sent the game in Buffalo's favor. He's staring into the Bills end zone and trying to pick out the Bills defenders wearing blue jerseys amongst the blue background of the end zone amongst the you know 500 bills jerseys that are lined in those first couple rows of the end zone there was a couple people on the field just wearing blue bill stuff like whether it's security staff whatnot and i'm telling you i could not pick out taron johnson and neither could lamar because he threw it right to him so sometimes i feel like uh it's why the, the giants always have uh, uh success at at uh, at the jerry dome they're always wearing their blue. Everything's freaking blue. Cowboys are wearing their white. Romo throws it to the end zone right in the Giants players. Two playoff games. So anyway, I think, I think the Bengals will go ahead. Just to finish the point, the Bengals actually, they were the, the away team, so they could choose their jerseys. If they were going to choose, they've been wearing white, uh, and people were kind of questioning why they didn't go with their white jerseys again. If they wore white, the Rams were going to wear their blues, much more popular jersey, more badass, the blue, the yellow, classic Ram look. Also, that's what everyone in the stand is wearing because nobody bought their weird T-shirt, fucking off-white. Speaking of T-shirt, Mike just removed his. <laughs> it's getting hot in Centennial Studios, folks. How you doing, man? Nipples. No, no you're, you're the one who stopped the story. You don't got to let the people know. Hey, but yes. Well, I'm just- Anyway, it, it just so happens that when I said the word T-shirt that you, you remove yours. Maybe I'm hypnotized. <laughs> anyway, so they're wearing their kind of those weird off-white jerseys that not a lot of Rams fans bought. It's going to be a blue crowd. And now the Rams are wearing white jerseys. And I actually think it's strategic for Burrow. I won't spend too much time on this, but I think it's strategic for Burrow to see the white jerseys as opposed to the just blue rush that he would see if it was blue jerseys with the blue of everything else in the stadium. So I think it was smart. Bengals are wearing black and the uh, Rams are wearing their white <clears throat> worst jerseys of all time jerseys. Is it the Probably same white that they like, lost? The, is it the same whites they lost the Super Bowl in? Did they wear? No, no, no. Because they've changed their jersey since then. Oh, Remember, they've gone to these beach fucking sunset, the sunrise. Things? I, I don't I don't know if you're the Bengals, how you don't wear your traditional orange. I mean, for the first time in 30 some odd years, um, everybody's watching your football game. Wear your fucking jersey that everybody knows you to wear. Okay, don't outthink the room, Mr. Brown. Okay. Whatever you're... Well, anyway, uh, their tradition sucks. They've never won anything. So if, maybe black's the way to go. You know? I guess. Hey, maybe. All right, let's get some picks. Let's put some money in your pocket. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. You guys are awesome. We love our Look Who's Talkers. Uh, remember to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Who's Talking and follow at Huck Media and at Weird Mike spelled weird M-I-C. All right, let's do the OB Trice. Let's do some props picks. Here we go. You! Here we go, folks. Super Bowl 56 props and picks. Let's go. I uh, sometimes I don't understand what's going on because I've actually heard some sharp betters saying that they are picking the same thing as me. Uh, I loved it first. Maybe we loved it at the same time, but our shows come out at different times. Either way, it, the odds have actually come into our favor. So I don't know what the odds makers are watching, 
but we are going to be taking Odell Beckham Jr. with our gold pick over five and a half catches. Odell is a guy who likes to get involved early, just like a lot of DB receivers. Des Bryant used to love to get a catch, even if it was a little screen on the first drive of the game, first three plays, you better have something to me. Let me get hit. Let me get involved. Let me, as soon as I'm doing something, I feel valuable and I can start firing up my teammates and you can turn a diva wide receiver into an actual uh, champion wide receiver because they just get them involved early. And as McVay, as a player-friendly coach, the first pass last game against the Niners, little one-yard screen to OBJ. The third play, a first down, seven-yard uh, little out route to OBJ. Boom. He's a third of the way done a minute into the game. I see a very similar game script for this game. OBJ over five and a half catches. Again, they like to get him one or two of those little bubble screens right away. Get him involved. Also, just let everyone know, hey, we're not coming to Cooper Cup all game. Like You're going to have to cover this guy, too. You might even have to double him at some point. But uh, it's plus 110 right now. So I, this has been easy money for me the past few weeks of the the past few weeks of the playoffs. It's been the thing that just lets me play same game parlays and whatnot because a couple hundred bucks on OBJ over five and a half catches has been cash. So we're going to take that again in the biggest game of his life. He's totally healthy. Uh, throw in that Higby's hurt the tight end for the Rams and Van Jefferson like Higby I don't think he's playing he's game time decision but I, I don't think he's playing but if he does he's not 100% Van Jefferson also banged up so OBJ over five and a half catches gold pick I absolutely love this okay uh, our silver pick is another OBJ pick I like this more than my other ones we're taking OBJ over 64 and a half yards at minus 110 uh, he's just a guy who can get yards after catch they throw him crossing routes where he probably will get yards after catch and if you're thinking that this guy isn't going to break a tackle or two to try to get a touchdown you're stupid okay <laughs> he wants to be very famous in Los Angeles and Los Angeles touchdowns in a Super Bowl in Los Angeles with purple hair really helps we're going to go over 64 and a half yards as our silver pick so yes our first two picks are odell beckham jr again just remember how good he used to be he's that good again he always was now he's just healthy and with a quarterback who's very accurate and has the time to hit him and not so in cleveland go- and not in cleveland and he's not in cleveland everyone does better in life when they're not in cleveland <laughs> All right, uh, our third pick. We're, we mentioned this last week, and the odds have again have come into our favor. We're taking T. Higgins over five and a half catches, with all the focus on Jamar Chase. I'm, I'm sure they're going to try to get him the ball, but they'll take their chances seeing if Burrow just will go to Higgins for for the first half as they try to double cover Jamar. The Chiefs double covered him almost the whole game last week. Now Jamar can still beat that, and just like Mike Evans was beating Ramsey, Jamar will too. But Jamar's minus 150 to go over five and a half catches. And T. Higgins will not have Jalen Ramsey on him, who has a big, big catch radius. He's a tall dude. Um, and he can catch. And it's the biggest game of his life. And Burrow's accurate. So this, is, this isn't this is Tua thrown at Jaseki. All right? This is Joe Burrow thrown at his biggest target on the field. And if Uzuma, his other big target, is either not 100% or just not playing, this has got to increase Higgins' usage. I'm taking him over five and a half catches, plus 110. I can't stress this enough. Now, if you're going to make three picks on the Super Bowl, these are the three I would take before any side or anything. Just cash your money in the third quarter. Okay. Now, uh, my fourth pick. My fourth and fifth pick are both the same guy. Uh, I I think he's going to have an important part of this game, but I don't think it's going to be in the traditional way. Joe Mixon is going to have a problem running this ball. The Rams shut down the Niners' running attack, which is a hard thing to do last week. And you got a souped-up superhuman of a guy on the inside named Aaron Donald, who is not going to be the reason this team loses. Von Miller and Floyd on the outside really giving uh, Burrow not a lot of time to throw, especially in the first half when they're all juiced up on Toradol and shit. Uh, I don't expect a great first quarter for the Bengals. However, to counteract that, rather than just running Mixon into a brick wall a bunch of times, you gotta see a couple of screen passes, don't you? And I... They, in the first half against the Chiefs last game, Mixon was like 70% of their first half offense. Also through the air. So we're going to take two things. Our fourth pick, we're just going to take his total yards over receiving. Joe Mixon, over 24 and a half yards receiving at minus 115. 
with one good screen pass, he could go over in one catch. All right? Because you dump it over that line, the linebackers, that's where uh, the Rams, you know, are a little bit exposed. As Jimmy G and and Kittle were proving last week, or you know, uh, in the NFC Championship game. So anyway, I, I like Mixon to go over twenty four and a half yards because they're going to be careful, and a great way to be careful to not lose the game yourself with turnovers or interceptions is little short passes to your running back, Tom Brady style. All right, so we're going to go over twenty four and a half yards for Joe Mixon. I expect him to be over this. Yeah, again, like early third quarter, possibly the half, just as a great first half strategy for the Bengals to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers. Little bubble screen to Jamar Chase, a little, little dump off to Joe Mixon, and I, I like it. Okay, and uh, on just to behoof that, we're going to take Joe Mixon over 12 and a half yards for his longest reception. If they do throw it to him and it's a good screen, 12 and a half yards is easy. So all you need is one well-executed screenplay to their back who's on the field 80% of the 80% of the game. Going up against a pretty good secondary. This again, the game script just seems to call for little dump passes to mix him for Cincinnati to guarantee no turnovers and a small amount of execution. All right. And our uh, our sixth pick, I'm taking uh, you know what? I'm going to take the Bengals at plus four and a half. Now, this comes with a caveat in my truth of the week because I do think you can get them at a better number if you wait. But if I was forced to take one of the spread picks before or after the game, uh, I got to take the Bengals at four and a half right now. So uh, I do think they have a chance to win. I think that we have a great quarterback who will fight for your spread. A little theme of the show. Uh, as he's proven in previous games all season long, uh, twice against the Chiefs, being down by double digits. So he'll fight for your spread. Also, this defense does something at the second half. I don't know whether it's meditation, yoga, but they have great second-handed, second-half adjustments. They shut down the Titans and they shut down the Chiefs in their two biggest games of the, fran- of the franchise since Boomer Esiason. So if I had to pick, I will take the Bengals plus four and a half as my sixth pick. So there you go. OBJ times two. Higgins over five and a half catches. Joe Mixon over 25 yards receiving. And Joe Mixon over 12 and a half yards for his longest reception. Uh, as a bonus pick, another OBJ one. Take OBJ longest reception over 20 yards. It's minus 140. Love it. Giddy up. You. Come on, Hugh. Finish the OBJ nut, bro. Anytime touchdown. Drop it on us. Come on. I didn't say first. Is that anytime? I know. Anytime. I know. I, I know. I just, hey, if I, if my list was 11 things long, it'd be on there. But I want to give people, I want to go six for six here. So, Jeff, that's it. Jeff, don't, don't lie to the people. Your list is 197 things long. That's accurate. Okay. So, hey, you know, water is a big underdog in the whole Gatorade thing and very, very highly used. Bengals that's- win. You got to like the orange Rams win kind of like the water <laughs> blues overplayed, right? Just leaves a stain, you know? Yeah. You, you want that all over McVay's face. The guy's going to, you know, rip it up to hip hop and then go have the craziest night in LA football history. So you are uh, judging by your six picks. Here comes the final rebuttal of the year. Fave sag, Hugh pick rebuts coming at you. Prop edition snuck in the Bengals pick. Hate it. Moving on. Um, T Higgins, hey, you still riding him? It's a total stay away from me. TT's a stay away because because Jamar is that guy. Yep. Who even despite the game plan could still have you know eleven and buck ten and you know so for me the T's the stay away from in there. I kind of feel in the OBJ. I really am all of it. I don't think all seven of his props are going to hit touchdown pass. I, I get what you're saying. But the Cooper Cup hype is crazy. Nine catches, 140. It's not even the yardage. You know, he could probably break one and probably will. But nine catches for a team, you know, a lot of people think will be up. So, you know, running the ball. I like Sony Michelle. The world likes Cam Akers. Other way you spell it, it's a running back. Might be controlling this game. Um, so I like all the OBJ stuff. TT. He, even though baby cat got him last week, I'm going to stay off. Okay. What about Mixon? Mixon? I like because 
but the guy, guy, guy runs angry. Yeah. The whole, whole world wrote him off big town, big game. Never got the chance. You know, even if they lose, this guy's going to go out playing well. And, uh, always been a big mixing guy. They're going to so, find a way. I think they're going to find a way to get Joe Mixon like 80 yards of scrimmage yards. I just, you know, I, I don't think they're going to be able to run that hard, but if they, if they just, they're not going to just going to back off them. Okay. We're not going to use Mixon today, you know? So throwing the fact that I think they'll be losing in the first half, a little bit less running, a little bit more empty spreads or empty sets with Joe Mixon just there for the five yard out. So big, I, big I do Mixon like that. Guy. Big, yeah. I like the rushing receiving for him because uh, you know, if they're up, he's running, if he's down, he's catching. So I like the- I was looking at that too. Don't get me wrong. It's a good pick. What I was thinking though is I just don't think he I think he could get like 10 rushing yards. And then because of the combined yards is up near uh, 70, 80. I'll just t- I I think he'll get 30 receiving yards. I do. And then that'll be on a, a putting something like that on a, on the bet builder at the end of the show. The same Joe, game parlance and it's all money. I'll tell you, you know, just to throw back to earlier in this show. Uh you already got a Bengals player making the rounds. Their kicker Evan McPherson been on about six or seven casts, seen him on NFL live on the game day morning, you know, hasn't missed a kick. He's looking at Vinatieri's record. Uh, okay. Hey, it's all fun and games until you miss the kick that matters. Now they've all mattered until now, but nothing matters until your next kick. It's show business. It ain't show friends. And uh, just go ask Scott Norwood. You know, you don't always get uh, a chance of redemption, but anyway, um, Hugh picks, yay, 62% approval rating. I'll take that 60, 62%. <laughs> so, uh, I got my weird pick coming up next season. I'll, I'll have my, my theme music. I'll have earned it. I'll have earned my stripes. I'll earn my th- cue it up, Huck <clears throat> next season coming at you theme music. But this year we wrap up with, uh, what's turned out to be my favorite primetime pick. Uh, and that's interceptions. Yes. Interceptions smashing, smashing. I repeat smashing because the Rams are going to win this game. Folks not taking the spread. Joe Burrow interception smashing could happen early. Could happen late. Probably going to happen. Both might happen at the end of the half might happen at the end of the game might happen. Both. He's throwing a pick. He wants it. He's a gunslinger in the brightest town in the biggest game burrow pick bucket smashing minus 135 minus 135 a little bit of juice and if you really want the payday you pair it with the sprinkle another pick rams stafford guess what he's throwing a shit ton of them in a whole bunch <laughs> of games that didn't matter why wouldn't he throw one in a game that does okay Stafford pick this one, probably not even his fault, but it's going to happen. They each throw a pick. I'm doing the same game parlay. I'm doing the solo bets. Love it because there's so many variables and no play is wasted. Nobody's taking a knee. Nobody's wasting a drive at the end of a half. Everybody's looking for the tight window. You got all the ball Hawks on defense, trying to win Hewlett some money with some backdoor defensive NBP bullshit. So (laughs) Um, interceptions happen and they happen often. And this is more than fumbles. I've noticed more than fumbles because weather's less of an issue. Usually in a super bowl setting, weird pick kind of grinded to a halt. Legendary run from, you said November 28th, Hugh, What's November that? 28th. I was listening to the old Thanksgiving, old yeah. baby. Weird yeah, yeah. Mike loves his American Turkey. Yeah. You're, you're picking at about 75% since Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving, which is awesome. And this will bump it a near 80. A legendary run. I hope you guys cashed in. Thank you for listening. Thanks for participating. DMs have been full on Sunday. And both picks. And like I said, if you haven't judged it, you haven't been listening to the show, shout out Uncle Tim, who's been listening to the show from its start. He's now on episode 103. He's telling me about that Vertigo episode you told everybody way back when. This guy's we loving have, it. He's, not a, he's have, not a huge football day-to-day lines guy. I just love he's that we more have of some- a Hugh and Ange guy. I love that we have someone retroactively listening to our old shows, not time relevant. That's awesome. Correct. (laughs) So big ups to us standing the test of time. And thank you for all your and your time. But the Rams are going to win this game. 
I don't have the spread. Full disclosure, I've been nibbling the fuck out of this game. Anytime you see the Lakers play, know that I got them paired with the Rams. I'm looking to get a cheap money line for about a third of the price. Classic weird Mike. LA double Rams, Lakers, Clippers, Rams, Kings, Rams, Lakers, Ram- Langs, King, you name it. So that's I'm looking that's for a thing, cheap way in. That's one thing you can do, folks, leading up to the Super Bowl. If you're not like if you're not a big smasher, but you'd like to if you have 50 bucks or 100 bucks to spend on the Super Bowl and you don't just want to win your 50 back, you know, and you don't want to necessarily pick the MVP out of a barrel, you can make a parlay of other sports and whatnot leading up to the game. And the last leg of your ticket is either the Rams money line or Bengals, whatever you want. No, do the Rams, everybody, because it makes more sense because they're a steeper price. If you yes. like the Bengals, wait till just game day. Yeah, or take them. Um, okay. Uh, I uh, I do like I do like the Rams money line as a guy who's picking this the Bengals spread. It's hard to see the Rams losing this game. It really is. They got they got superstars on defense. They got I like their coach. I like their game plan. I like their experience at quarterback. They got a fighter at quarterback. They got good weapons. A lot of a lot of stuff to like about the Rams. So don't get me wrong. Um, as far as your chest hair is concerned and the dancing that you were doing during your pick, I'm going to give the pick a 62% uh, approval. Oh, rating, right? <laughs> matching 62s. Hey, eh? let's get tattoos. And, Jeff, and then I do, I do like the pick. So does Huck. And that leads me to my truth of the week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right. You just heard Weird Michael, who I got since American Thanksgiving, has been picking like just slightly over 75%, which is kind of fucked up. Pick the Rams money line. All right. I don't hate that. But here's if you're into live betting and you want to kind of get a little frisky with this game, this is what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to throw down a little chunk, uh, maybe half a unit on the Bengals spread four and a half, just in case the game script that I'm thinking happens doesn't happen. But I'm going to save probably two units, let's say, to live bet this game the way I think it's going to happen to really, really get the line that I want. I'm going to try to not be greedy here because you heard Mike Vegas is kind of onto this stuff. Like if Mahomes is down by two touchdowns, they're not giving you plus 700 anymore. Okay. They know that teams can come back, but however, they are getting, they're still getting pretty friendly with a team. That's already the underdog when they get scored on first, as far as the live spread is concerned. All right. I got this with the bucks two weeks ago and it was huge bucks go down a lot. I didn't know if they're going to win the game, but 14 and a half plus 14 and a half for Tom Brady. This is still the first half. You take it. All right. And then the rest of the game, you're not even stressing four and a half. Doesn't matter. I got him at eight or nine. And that's what's going to, that's where let's talk about the playoffs here. Okay. Tennessee Titans come out. Sorry, Huck. Absolutely charging the line of scrimmage. A couple of sacks early. It doesn't look like the Bengals are going to be able to move the ball at all. Is this just going to be a a destruction? Because when the defensive line dominates a game early, it really does feel like that. It's like, how are they going to get anything done? Sometimes you have these doom and gloom announcers, which are really painting that picture too, like Tony Romo, Chris Collinsworth. Well, if this is going to be the way the, the game's going to go, it's going to be a lot of trouble for the Bengals. No, no, that's just the first series. Okay, let's just fucking relax here. So what I see happening, though, is very similar. You got an outmatched offensive line for the Bengals, outmatched by the defensive line of the Rams. That's going to show up early when the Rams are full of energy. Games tire teams out. But in that first quarter, if your defensive line is better than the O-line, way better like Pro Bowl all-star better, it's going to show. So I see the Bengals' first drive going, and not good, okay? Now I see the, the Rams drive with their offensive, uh, their offensive weapons and their offensive coach, and just McVay knowing Taylor and studying the Bengals' D, I see the Rams scoring a touchdown on their first drive. Now, the spread live will go from four, four and a half. It might have even gone to five just because the Bengals did punted on their first drive. And then you get, and then the Rams go up seven, nothing. You're going to see the spread immediately go to seven and a half. Okay. Pretty tasty already. Now they kick off back to the Bengals and they haven't fixed anything. There's four minutes left in the first quarter and they still look like shit. Maybe they get a first down and they punt it. 
so that the Rams don't have good field goal coverage. But on that second punt, you are now getting Bengals plus nine Bengals plus eight and a half. If the Rams get a couple of first downs on that second drive, and I know I'm getting specific, you with the first quarter not done and the Rams just being up seven, nothing. If they get anywhere close to midfield, that live spreads now 10 and a half, man. It really is. And that's when you take it because the Bengals holding to a field goal. It's 10, nothing. They figure it out. They do a couple of adjustments. McPherson kicks a field goal and boom, we're halfway through the second quarter. The Rams are punting and it's 10, three in a basically almost the exact game that you could see happening before the kickoff. But now you got them at plus 10 and that's what I'm going to do. So the truth of the week, folks, in today's world of live betting and live spreads, not live money lines, live spreads, why not enjoy the last three quarters of the Super Bowl 56 with the Cincinnati Bengals and smoking Joe Burrow just needing to cover 10, 10 and a half points. I will be doing that exact play. Join me. Truth of the week, you don't have to just take the line they give you. There's so many little changes that happen within a football game. You can usually find the line you like, usually. I think this particular game script, these particular, this particular matchup does call for somewhat of a predictable start of the game. And with the second half adjustments and Joe Burrow's ability to come back, I'd like to, if you could take Bengals at 10 and a half right now, but I told you they're down a touchdown in the second quarter, would you take it? Honest question. Now, truth of the week's over. Mike, would you take that? Bengals are down a touchdown in the second quarter, but you got them at plus seven and a half. Would you take it? Or plus 10 and a half. Would you take it? Uh, no. No, I wouldn't. Well, I, I would. Huck, would That's you take okay. that? Yeah. Yeah. 1-1 in uh, the old right. Huck duel. Hey, I also, I, I didn't chime in on this, but I do like your OBJ picks as well. You asked me before the show for a couple of props, I would take OBJ over on receptions and yards. Nice. Yeah, five and a half catches, 64 and a half yards. If Cooper Cup is getting shut down, that's where they're going. And even if he's not, they use him. Yeah, especially on the first and second down. Like Cooper is their third down guy hard. OBJ seems to be their first down guy right now for, if they're passing. Anyway, that's what truth of the week. That's the way I'm going to live bet this game. I'm going to have most of my money on the props. I will be live betting the exact way I said it. I already have a futures bet with the Bengals to win outright. So if the Bengals do go up, I'll live bet on the Rams to try to like hedge that. And if OBJ wins the MVP, I got two grand. I got uh, um I got a bonus there. You, you like you snuck in a bonus. Yeah, yeah, bonus me. Game decided exactly by three plus nine hundred. Talk about it. Well, it's there. Bengals, those fuckers, they never die. And you know, the Rams <laughs> clearly we've seen them cough up. And the bottom line is they've won both the last games by three games, both teams. So yeah. You know, sometimes if your eyes see something, it's okay to do it again. Yep. Um, so bonus game by three. Exactly. Worth half a unit. Speaking of threes, this game could really come down to the kickers. If both offenses are, you know, somewhat successful, uh, you got one guy who can't barely, basically can't miss right now. And then you got one guy for the Rams. No one's talking about this who actually had a, Kind of a struggle-filled season. Greg Zerloin. What? No, no, Jeff. Jeff. Not Zerloin. Sorry, he's on the Cowboys. Who? Who's Matt that kicker? Gay. Matt, Matt Gay. Gay. How was his season? <laughs> Matt Gay's season is like every other season. He struggles from anything outside 45 yards. Right? Including a couple of misses inside 50. Outside 50, they shouldn't even give him a shot. He really goes low on the football. Pitcher, everybody, extra points. You got to get it height. It's not about power. You go through a different motion. It's like a chip. You know, you're 70 yards out. You don't pull out the big dog. Well, that's Matt Gay's every kick, <laughs> whether it's 32 yard extra point, whether it's a 47 yard field goal, whether it's a 39 yard field goal, it crosses the crossbar at the same degree. Every time poor coaching, poor coaching, put him in those situations. You got to know your kicker that this that 52 yarder, I wasn't even close. <laughs> I wasn't close. And, and, and you know what? As much as we bang on Gay, they got to know that. You know, Gay's, I hope Gay's not the guy. And I, I hope any kicker's not the guy. Your, your coach taps you to go make a kick. You try and make the kick. Yeah. You know, 
It's for other people to decide whether you should have been there. Um, I actually don't think it's a kicking advantage. I think the numbers will catch up to the kid. Um, you know, I don't like to wish harm on any kickers, but definitely a missed kick coming from the kid. Evan Money McPherson. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, there's always a missed kick in the Super now, Bowl. Often multiple. Here's here's another thing of why I do let you know I would lean the Bengals here. I'm leaning the Bengals here on the four and a half is because Mike, they're more they they are more on your side of analytics than my side, especially with a, a sharp shooting long distance kicker. Yes, Look at their yes. playoff games. Yo, they kick, they kick field goals. They don't fuck around. Like if they're in field goal range and it's anything less than two yards, you know, unless the fourth quarter and they need to, they're, they're taking points. And, and, and you know what that does to the other team? It makes them more likely to take the points. But they don't have as sharp shooting a long distance of a kicker. So also keep in mind, McVay had two of the worst challenges I've ever seen in the oh, NFC Championship man. game. So, man. For a team that really was trying to lose to the Niners, I don't like, even though they are star studded and at home and, and, pro and probably the better team on paper, as far as one coach being a severe advantage over the other, I don't know, man, those was those terrible challenges in very pivotal points of the game. Though he needed those timeouts. I think, uh, you know, needed a timeout. I think Stan Kroenke gave Sean McVay a timeout. Okay. Go sit in the <laughs> corner, Sean. Put it on your 38-year-old dunce cap. He's a man. He knows when to wear it. He took it off. Refocused. Don't give Cam Akers the ball. Don't do the silly challenge. Don't put your interception-prone quarterback in a position to fail. You got all the tools to do that away. Yep. You, you went to the game. You got dominated by Billy B. Now you're the kid with a little bit of experience. It's time to make pay dirt. Uh, if you do like the Bengals money line and you're not as much into live betting, but you are looking to get a little extra juice on it, there's a bet that you can make for every sport in the world that has a halftime. It's called the double result. All right. I, I do play it a lot, actually. Um, a lot of people don't like it because it requires you cheering for both teams at totally separate parts of the game. You're all you're, basically you're picking one team to win the first half and another team to win to win to win the game. You can pick. You could say Rams, Rams. So Rams are winning at the half and they're also win the game. You could do Bengals, Bengals. You could do draw Rams. But uh, in this particular instance, as I've been preaching, it, Rams, Bengals pays a lot more than, uh, than just taking the Bengals money line. So if, you, if you're seeing a similar game script that I'm seeing, I'm not sure exactly sure what the odds are. I could check or get Leslie to check, but. Basically saying the Rams will win, be winning the game by the first half, and then the Bengals will win the game. If the money line's plus 200 or whatever it is, that's probably around plus 450. So a little bit extra juice. You can look kind of smart. Part of my nibble season is taking every double result, ending with the Rams, to ensure huh. more Ram winnings. That's another way you could do it. Ram, Ram, Bengal Ram, and, of course, the elusive tie Ram. Yes. Yes. Don't forget that double zero is on the board, Hugh. You can't yep. let those people go. Tie is on the board. Tie, you hey. lose. Hey, how about this one? I saw this. Some people, I watched this on BR betting on Instagram. Someone put down a hundred bucks on draw, draw in the divisional round. Bills, Chiefs. They were nice. tied at halftime. They were tied going into overtime. Draw, draw pays a shit ton. Anyway, just a thought. Okay. Um, I know that's that's a, that's all my picks. Um, I got some more stuff that I'll be sharing on Instagram. Follow us at Hughes Talking. Uh, just some videos of how to take even more advantage of the OBJ matchup that I see happening, and some other stuff. Weird Mike's going to post his picks on at Weird Mike as he usually does. Yes, I'll be um, conjuring up some Super Bowl baby cat propaganda to share with the world. Uh, happy watching everybody wherever you do it hopefully this time it's with a few people instead of a basement alone with some queso fresco and some tostitos but um be safe and enjoy guys super bowl xlv the sofi super bowl two and a half years in the making time to cash in baby
I feel like this could be the LA bank robbery, bro. Burrow and the boys go in, steal the trophy, party, oh, rape and pillage, and head back to Cincy. Straight Mulholland Drive. You man. know what I mean? And Vaughn Miller's just like, oh, well, LA's fun. Um, watch out for the defensive MVPs, folks. That's a good way to waste your money. It is really hard to pick the exact defensive player that is going to make enough of a difference. Keep in mind, former defensive players to win the MVP. I'm going to name some guys you never heard of. Dexter Jackson. Yeah. Super Bowl MVP for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when they beat the Raiders. A couple of interceptions. The way she goes. Give me another Larry, one. Larry Brown. Super Bowl MVP for the Dallas Cowboys. Third Super Bowl uh, when they faced the Pittsburgh Steelers and Bill Cowher. He also had multiple interceptions. One of them was literally right to him. Not sure what Neil O'Donnell was doing. Hard to see over the stash sometimes. Hey, Hawk Daddy. Uh, Huck, final score prediction for the game. Just out of nowhere, what is the final score of the game? We'll all do one and we'll sign off. Yes. 24-19 Rams. Mm, tasty. Tasty. All right, Hugh. You want me to go? I'll save the last word for you. you go. Now, I'm big into this. You know, if I did read books, I would read a book <laughs> that said something like this. Speak it into existence. Okay, if the Rams win by three, uh, that's a lot of fun for me. Okay, I'm talking <laughs> over five, six, maybe even eight K Rams by three. Twenty-seven, twenty-four Rams with a, a rally denied. The kid misses the kick, and uh, LA wins the Super Bowl and falls off the cliff. Hangs on to the stadium. And uh, the NFL picks the carcass clean. Fair, fair. All right. I'm going to go. Uh, fuck, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't do it, man. I see these guys are the Dallas Cowboys. Classic you, by the way. Classic you, by the I way. Know. Ask a question that you're not prepared to answer. I know. <laughs> okay. Huck, we've been dealing with all this week, for a long All time. week, I promised myself. I was like, don't tell people to take the Bengals money. Do it. Don't tell you people to take final the Bengals spread. money. Great all prop, right. by the way. Great prop, by the way. Here we go. I I am gonna take. I'm gonna take the Bengals with a last second victory with a McPherson kick to win the game in a comeback, and we're gonna call it. I'm I'm seeing multiple field goals here, so three touchdowns, three field goals. Twenty thirty. No no no. Yeah thirty. We're gonna go thirty to thirty to twenty seven. 30 to 27 Bengals. Three touchdowns, three field goals. Three touchdowns, three field goals. They score on 75 possessions. If that's the case, you'll have to find a new co-host for episode 121 of Look Who's <laughs> Talking. Huckster, get that Rolodex out there. Huck Media is going to have to get a stand in. I want everybody to take right. all of my take all of my picks seriously, except for the final score one. I just kind of came up with that. All right. Uh, thanks a lot, everybody. Uh, if you love our show, if you like what you're seeing, please keep sharing uh, our, all of our posts and especially our podcast uh, stuff. And if you have not subscribed yet and you've been listening to anything longer than the last 10 minutes, press the subscribe and follow button. We love you for it. Uh, thank you to uh, Ben Openly, our friends down in Southern Florida, big Niners fans. They got a wicked site called betopenly.com. Uh, it's peer-to-peer wagering. So you can set your own odds. You could literally just sign in and be like, I want I want the Bengals plus six for 50 bucks. Someone might take it. That's the way it works. Like Craigslist for betting. It's pretty badass. All right, that's all, folks. Have a great Super Bowl. I'm going to be going live Super Bowl Sunday for like an hour and a half talking picks with probably Weird Mike and a bunch of friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, on, we'll be doing videos all week. Have fun. Share them. And uh, remember, keep a little bit of, of change in your pocket for the Bengals live spread. Thank me later. Woo! See you later. I told the world one day I would pay it back. Say it on tape and lay it. Record it so that one day I can play it back. I don't even know if I believe it when I'm saying that. Got starting to creep in every day. It's just so gray and black. Hope I just need a ray of that. Cause no one sees my vision when I play it for them. They just say it's whack. But they don't know what dope is. And I don't know if I was awake or asleep when I wrote this. All I know is you came to me when I was at my lowest. You picked me up. See like I do, but it just dawned on me 
jokes once you got inside the booth Told you, Mike Smoke with the friends Some of them I put on, but they just left They said they was riding to the death But where the fuck are they now? Now that I need them, I don't see none of them All I see is Slim Fuck all you fair weather friends, all I need is him Fucking backstabbers when the chips were down You just laughed at us Now you bout to feel the fucking wrath of aftermath, faggots You gon' see us in our lab jackets And that's where the fuck we been my indecisive ass crack maggots and the crackers ass little cracker jack beat making whack ass backwards producers i'm back bastards one more cd and then i'm packing up my bags and as i'm leaving i guarantee they'll scream trade don't leave us like that man cause I'm